It smelled like somebody burning a fire. Okay, praise God. I was burning a fire at the farm place, and I thought all I did was walk from the house to the car. But uh, anyway, I'm sure a neighbor or somebody's doing something. So praise God. All is well in the house. Amen. Well, I want to invite you very quickly to turn in your Bible uh, to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. And as you're turning there, I'm going to try to give you an announcement or two without dissipating the anointing that's in here. But uh, I, I had it in my heart talking with my wife and just praying and checking my heart about different events and things we normally do, uh, you know, with all that's going on, what would be wise, what would be prudent. And uh, uh, normally we do a children's Christmas program in the evening uh, as part of our Christmas celebration. We're not going to do that this year. We're going to have one major Christmas celebration together as a church family on Sunday morning, the 20th. And so I wanted to update parents about that. And uh, praise God. Uh, don't forget the McCracken County Sheriff's thing. This is going to be a wonderful thing. We're excited to give that gift. Uh, you want to participate in that. And I think those are the big things that I wanted to... Everything else is, is a little bit lesser in importance. So praise God. Did you find that over in Acts chapter 13? Did you find that scripture? No? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you're spiritual people, right? If I say Acts, you know what chapter and verse, right? Acts chapter 13. Sorry about that. Acts chapter 13. This is what I had in my heart this afternoon, praying and studying. And that is the importance of ministering to the Lord. Ministering to the Lord. You know, we, uh, we want, I do, I know you do. We want God to minister to us, right? We want to be fed the Word of God. We want to be ministered to by the Spirit. Uh, we want to be the recipient of the gifts of the Spirit, whether that's a prophecy or gifts of healings or whatever it might be. Amen? And, and God is so abundantly generous with us, isn't He? In, in encouraging us, comforting us, instructing us, being there for us, answering our prayers. Uh, bringing us through different situations. And isn't that right? But there is something that uh, we need to practice and, and put into our Christian life more probably uh, than what you might be right now. And that is that we should minister back to Him. We should be ministering back to, back to our Father. And a lot of people don't even know that that's a thing, right? But did you know that you can minister to the Lord? You can minister to God. There's something that you can do that would minister to Him. Amen. And you know, God in and of Himself, He doesn't need anything, does He? From us. Doesn't need anything from us in His own person. But we can please Him. We can be a delight to Him. And we do that uh, a number of ways. One of them is in ministering to the Lord. And spending time with Him. And uh, so praise God. You know, already He's been ministering to us. He's been speaking to us. Uh, he's made His presence available in this room. His anointing's here. If you need a burden removed, if you need a yoke destroyed, glory to God. But look here at uh, Acts chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. It says, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, uh, as Barnabas, Simeon that was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, which had been brought up with uh, Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Of course, we know that's Paul. 
Now notice verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and had laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Amen. Now it's just, it's just thrilling to me to see here this example that the ministers there that had gathered together in this meeting, if you will, they did something that provoked or invoked or caused the Holy Spirit to manifest Himself. We want the Holy Spirit to manifest Himself. Amen? We don't, I don't want a theoretical Holy Ghost. I want, a, I want a manifest Holy Ghost. Amen. A Holy Ghost that is sensed and yielded to and responded to and that produces results and miracles, signs that He speaks through the word of, uh, uh, through the word of knowledge can come forth. The word of knowledge, uh, excuse me, the word of wisdom, the simple gift of prophecy. Tongues, interpretation of tongues. These are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And whenever the Holy Spirit really manifests Himself in a Bible way, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that it brings profit. It brings profit. It's a ludicrous thing, you know, for any body of people to think, well, we, we don't want that Holy Ghost stuff in our church. What you're saying is we don't want to be profited. We, we don't want to be helped. We don't want to be advanced. Amen? No, we want the real manifestations of prophecy and discerning of spirits and the working of miracles because when He manifests Himself, people are helped. The church is edified. Needs are ministered to. Results are obtained. Results that you cannot get uh, any other way. You're not that clever, right? Your money won't go that far. Not as far as God can go. And so notice, what were they doing? What atmosphere had they created that invoked the Holy Ghost to manifest Himself? They ministered to Him. They were ministering to the Lord. Now it says they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Now you can't fast for 10 minutes. That's not a fast. So the, the fact that they, it says they ministered to the Lord and fasted lets me know they did this for a while. There was some time invested in ministering to the Lord. So much so that they skipped a meal or two. They're so caught up loving on the Lord and ministering to the Lord that lunch went by and they just kept going. Amen. Dinner went by and they just kept going. And eventually, the Holy Ghost said, now, not only did he speak, but notice this, the plan of God was made, uh, was made known. Really, you know, Barnabas and Saul, I'll just call him Paul, at this time, at this moment, they were ministers. We know that they were either prophets or teachers. Is that right? But now, Barnabas and Saul are now, notice this, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. I would have almost thought, have I not been in the work? Have I not been in the work? Well, of course they had. But see, now they're entering into a new phase. Now they're, Saul and Paul, they're entering into the apostles' office. 
And they're being commissioned not only by those that prayed and laid hands on them, but see the Holy Ghost was orchestrating this moment. And they're now anointed and appointed by God to step over into the apostles' office, and now they're commissioned by the Spirit to go. And everything that happened, think about all the miracles that happened after this, the churches that were raised up, right? The people that were healed, the disciples that were made, all of that came, and it traces back to this meeting. Where they cultivated an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost spoke and the plan of God was made known and offices were entered into, new anointings were entered into and now they have a clear plan of God where they're supposed to go forward. Now they're, now they're on the, they're, they're now, they've entered into the highest uh, office, the highest thing that God had for them. You know, your life, uh, it doesn't matter that you're not maybe called to full-time ministry, there are phases there are phases to your life, phases to the ministry that God has called you to. And we go from glory to glory. We go from phase to phase. Amen. So God's got more for you. Now, this is in this moment, this is how he manifested himself. But think about all the different ways the Holy Ghost could manifest. Could, could be brought about, right? How? Not, not coming to God going, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want. But instead, not doing that. You know, taking a different approach. Instead, you know, taking some time, uh, you know, to come in an unselfish way. Where you're not thinking about yourself. But you want to minister to the Lord. Now, we need to be, I think, stepping this up in our personal life. But what about, notice they did this corporately. They weren't by themselves. They gathered together corporately. Amen. Time permitting, maybe we'll spend a few minutes ministering to the Lord. Hallelujah. But I wanted to remind you about this verse. The Lord highlighted this uh, uh, to me today, that this is something that, that the church practiced and that we need to practice. So what does ministering to the Lord, what would that mean? Well, the Amplified Translation says they worshiped the Lord. They worshiped the Lord. Hallelujah. How do you minister to the Lord? You worship Him. You worship Him. Amen. See, in that moment, you're not coming to get. You're not coming to, get a, uh, to make a petition, to make a demand. That's right to do. Jesus said, come. Hitherto you've not asked anything in my name. Ask. It's not wrong. But that shouldn't be the whole of, of our interaction with God. Is hey, hey God, I, I need some. Hey God, what about this? Hey God, I want to talk to you about this problem. We should do all of that, but don't leave this other out. I've said it before, we'll say it again. You know, it would be... Uh, a very shallow and unfulfilling relationship parent to child if the child was only interested in the parent when they wanted something or when they needed something. Hey, Dad, I need 20. Hey, Dad, my gas, my car's empty. Hey, Dad, my, you know, hey, Dad, I want a new, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Mom, hey, Mom. Was, is that all I is? How about just hanging out with me a little while? How, how about just... 
let's spend some time together. Let, let's have some relationship. Amen. So have, when was the last time? Amen. You just come before the Lord. And, and maybe you do have something on your heart you want to talk to Him about or pray and release your faith for. That's fine. But maybe do that later. And just come and say, Father, I worship you. I worship you. I want to come and sit at your feet for a while. And I just want to let you know how thankful I am that you're in my life. I'm so grateful to be saved. I'm so grateful. Amen? You worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Now, um, you know, you can be more skillful in anything, right? The more you know, the more you practice. And, and, and so it's great to come before and say, I worship you. Father, I worship you. I worship you. You can do that with praise, right? Praise you, praise you, praise you. But you want a little nugget about how to take that up to a, a much higher level? Add something on to your I praise you. Add something specific, right? So instead, you know, um, instead of just saying for me, praise you, Father, I might say, Father, you know, because praise is an acknowledgement and a celebration of something God has done. Or is doing. And so, Father, I, I praise you, Father. I did this recently. And I want to thank you that day for speaking to me, coming around that bend. You spoke to me three times, put your seatbelt on. You got that over to me. And you preserved my life. You see, and I praise you for that. I remember that. I haven't forgotten that. And I want to praise you. Just, just add that. It be specific. Praise Him. Why? See, if you'll go back and highlight things God has done, it will help you and it will please Him. Amen. I just tell you, I, I just, it strikes a chord in me emotionally when I start getting specific. Father, I just praise You that day that I stood up and made a demand of faith that You would heal me right then in my leg and You did. That, that pain left my leg and it hadn't been back. And I remember, I remember, I remember Father being drunk and suicidal at a frat party. And you knew I was there and you saw that pitiful soul. And you spoke to me and got a hold of my life. Turn my, thank you for that. Now worship, worship is an acknowledgement, an expression of love and thanks and appreciation for who he is. Not his acts, who he is. And this will help you if, you if you don't feel like you have a very personal, intimate connection with God. Make yourself worship Him specifically. Father, you are so kind. You have been so kind to me. Thank you for that. I worship you for that. Father, you forgave me. You have forgiven me of all the things I've done wrong. So all those things I did willfully, you forgave me. I worship you for that. I just worship you, Father. God, you're a God of love. I know you, Father. You've been a love God in my life. And I, I love you for being a love God. I, I thank you for being my Father. I thank you that you're always with me. I just want you to know I love you. I want you to know I appreciate all that you've done in my life. I appreciate the blessings. It's not hard. 
But see, when you do that, you are ministering to Him. See, people want God to minister to them. Well, listen, if you'll minister to Him, He can't take it. He, he cannot take that very long before He's going he's to respond in kind. You know, it's like, oh, Father, you're so good. Oh, you thought that was good. I have just begun to be good to you, sweetheart. But you keep, oh, and then God does something more for you. Oh, Father, I thought you were good, but I'm telling you, Father, you are good. I mean, you are so good. And God will go, you were impressed by that? Watch this. He loves to up the ante. He loves to exceed your expectations. But I tell you what goes back to what we were talking about around Thanksgiving, about gratitude. God is able to do so much more for people who know and express gratitude and worship and praise for what God's already done. See, it keeps you in a flow of faith. And we need to be ministering to the Lord right now. One of the reasons why is, is that there's so much pressure coming on us in the world. There, there are so many adverse circumstances from the economic to the relational to the family uh, to the disease thing and the political stuff. And, and I mean, it could just, if you let it, be overwhelming. But see, when you, to minister to the Lord, you've got to turn your back on all that. Just turn your back all, on all that like Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. It's just him and God. And set your heart and your gaze and your attention and your focus on him. And before you, you minister to Him very long, you spend time in His presence. Listen, you're in that secret place. And your atmosphere, the atmosphere of your emotions, the atmosphere of your home, the atmosphere of your, your own thinking about what you're going through will totally change. See, the great thing about worship is it gets your attention on the one who's actually going to solve your problems, move your mountains, fix things for you. Instead of being so busy and so active, trying to, you know, we're just so caught up with this problem, this situation, what am I going to do here, la, 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 la. Right, just turn your back for a few minutes on that and, and go to worshiping God, thanking God. Hallelujah. That's what faith would do. Amen. You know, I bet Brother Ken's like this. When I find something that works, I'll turn to it again and again and again and again. Because It works. Right? Yeah. Find something, a tool, or this, or that, a way, a, way, a scheme. I gotta, I'll, every time that comes up, no problem. That works. Right. You know what works for a Christian in life? When they're facing impossible situations and difficult circumstances, worship. Worship. Worship always works. Worship will always win. Hallelujah. Minister to God. Minister to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And uh, so go over with me real quick to Matthew. And I want to preserve five or ten minutes of our time tonight to, to minister to the Lord corporately. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11. Oh, glory to God. Now I'm going to read this in the Amplified team in the back. Might put that on the wall. We're going to look at verse 28, 29 from the Amplified. And, uh, you know, ministering to the Lord 
living that way, taking time to, you, what you will find is it's a key to living light and easy. Just ask yourself honestly, you know, as I, you don't have to out loud or whatever, but are you living light and easy? Or are you heavy laden? Are you overburdened? Are you overwhelmed? Amen. Are you stressed out? Listen, we could all be. Hello, we could all be. Amen. But Jesus does not want us overburdened, wore out, living on the brink of giving up and quitting. You know, again, you look at the, the, the rise of evil in the world. If you didn't think right, a Christian could go, what's the use? What's the use in praying? All these, all these scriptures about the end times are going to come past no matter what. What's the use in praying? Devil's taking over everything. Actually, he's not. Not while we're here, right? Amen. And you could get stressed out, overburdened. Amen. And look at this, uh, something that Jesus said. Notice he said in verse 28 in the Amplified, Come to me. Come to me. Amen. This is the answer. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. And I will cause you to... He didn't say he'd beat you up. Talk you down. Right? But he said, I will give you rest. I love this in the Amplified. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Hallelujah. That sound good to anybody? Open the tap. I'm ready. Praise God. God will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. Remember, your soul is your what? Mind, will, and emotions. Then look at this instruction, verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle meek and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest. You will find relief. You don't have to turn to the world for relief. You don't have to turn to worldly things. You don't have to turn to lust, illicit sex, uh, drugs, prescriptions, these other worldly, inferior coping mechanisms. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed in my recent trip home to Oklahoma is they've got uh, cannabis stores everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I'm like, Dad, you guys are all doped up around here. What, what has happened since I left? He goes, it's cannabis, it's not marijuana. I said, Dad, it's marijuana. That's what it is. That's what it is. He said, well, you have to have a license from the state to go in there and buy anything. I said, how hard is it to get to a license? He said, anybody can get a license. I'm like, well, whatever. Amen. But see, people are turning to things. Jesus said, turn to me. Come to me. And you'll find rest, real rest. You'll get relief, real relief. You'll get that sense of things easing up. And you'll find refreshment. How about this? And recreation. And he means that literally. Recreation. A recreation 
of your mental health, a recreation of your emotional health, a recreation of your physical health. Where does it happen? In His presence. In His presence is fullness of joy. At His right hand, there are pleasures evermore. And this is, this is how we drink. This is how we minister to Him. We worship Him. We sing to Him. We talk to Him. And then we get quiet. Amen. We bask in His presence. You might say, Father, I'm just going to grow quiet here. And I want you to know I'm listening for anything you'd want to say to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, um, in walking, as your pastor walking out this year with you and, your, and, and every year, you know, so, so families are going through hard things, difficult things, challenging circumstances and seasons. And, you know, as a pastor, you want to help, you want to relieve that for everybody. Whatever it is, as a pastor, you, you want that fixed. You want that situation turned. You want those finances turned around. You want that marriage repaired. You want those bodies healed. You want that pressure off. And see, this, this moment right here, this truth that God is having me emphasize, this helps all of us. This is our, this is all, no matter what your issue is, this is your answer. Come to Him. It's never wrong to come to pastor, but pastor can't give you this apart from the Holy Ghost. But if you come to Jesus... You're going to find rest, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation. And so, see, there are things you, many of you are facing that the, the, the only remedy, the only turn is the answer of the Spirit. You have to get the answer of the Spirit. And I don't have time to get the answer of the Spirit for every family. I just don't. I need answers of the Spirit for my family, for my life and my situations. But this is how we could all get there. Amen. Father, I want to minister to you. I want to come into your presence. Amen. And so think about this. Many are carrying what they should have cast. You see, if, if we find ourselves overburdened, what is the word I'm looking for? Overwhelmed. I think we all know what that feels like, to just be feel like I'm just flooded, tsunamied, overwhelmed. I'm at my wit's end. I'm just... I'm almost just done. <laughs> well, if we ever get to that point, that means we're carrying something we should have cast. So we need to cast what we should cast and carry only what we should really carry. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your cares, all your worries, all of them, all your anxieties over onto Him. 1 Peter 5, 7. You've got to practice that in this hour. Don't take a care. Live worry-free. Resist worry. Resist fear. Resist. Don't let it get in you. If it's in you, get it out of you. How do I get it? Father, I worship you. God's presence will burn all that away. He said, come unto me. Right? So we have got to practice casting our cares. So if we feel like life is hard and things are heavy... Well, look at what this verse says in verse uh, 31. Get there. I think that's right. Find my scripture. 
Talk about his yoke is easy and his burden is what? Is, is light. What verse is that? 30 of Matthew. Oh, that's why. That's Mark 11. My Bibles fall over to Mark 11, not Matthew. <clears throat> yeah, notice what he says. For my yoke, the yoke of Jesus, is easy and my burden is light. So see, if we're yoked properly, if we're carrying the right load, how should it be? Easy? Light. And just don't be hard on yourself, but just judge yourself. Has that been your mentality? Is that, is that your flow right now? Easy. Light. Light and easy. If it's heavy, you're carrying something Jesus doesn't want you to carry. Get rid of it. Leave it here tonight. Drop it. Let it go. You can't fix everybody's problems. You, right? You, you can't fix everybody's problems. You, you, you can't solve everything for everybody. Amen? You need to carry what Jesus puts on you. His word, His assignment on your life. What is that? That's what, that's what He wants you to be carrying. And when you're carrying it, the anointing of His assignment makes it easy. Amen. Makes it light. Amen. People who are doing things under the anointing are doing extremely, sometimes impossible things and they make it look easy. Moses had a, Moses had a, a heavy rebbe, right? Part the Red Sea. But his part was easy. Pick up that stick, hold it out over the water, Light knees, baby. But look, the, uh, the ocean parted. Amen. You know, so the next time somebody asks you, how goeth the battle? You should say, I'm not in a battle. I'm living light and easy. Well, what about all that stuff on spiritual warfare? Spiritual warfare is right. The armor of God is not a heavy thing on the believer. I mean, if we're really conducting our spiritual life properly, exercising our authority, standing in faith as a victorious Christian, echoing His authority and victory. We're not, we're not in spiritual warfare for the Christian. It's not to defeat the devil. Jesus already defeated the devil. Our warfare is to simply stand there and enforce the devil's defeat in our life. I'm not fighting to keep COVID away. I am resting in the knowledge that I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm not in a battle with COVID. I am resting on the promise of God for my protection and healing. Light and easy. Light and easy. Hallelujah. Well, that would be something you might want to go, Father, thank you. Your burden is so easy, so light. But man, I tell you what, you're not living your Christian life right. You're missing something if it's heavy. And if it's, if it's heavy and hard, you're not doing it right. Because Jesus said, my yoke is what? My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. It's light. Amen? Praise God. You know, uh, in closing here, uh, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that the inward man is renewed day by day. And we need a daily renewal. You know, I have, the brand, I have a brand new I, the iPhone, what is it called? The iPhone 12 Pro Max. I mean, obviously, I'm kind of a tech gadget guy, so I had to get the Max one. 
And I, it's brand new. I mean, it's brand new. And still, I have to plug it in every day. The power on that brand new thing has to be renewed every day. Amen? We need to plug into God's presence every day. Every day. Amen. You need to get your renewal from God every day. Every day. How? Be in His presence. Talk to Him. Walk with Him. Worship Him. Tell Him how you feel. It's just so simple, but we don't do it as much as we should. Right? You just love on the Lord and talk to the Lord and minister to the Lord. and Take a few minutes and just shut everybody out. And just be with the Father. Just be with Him. And He will refresh you. He will renew you. He will restore you. And you will leave there. Really, you should just carry Him with you. Right? He's in you all the time. You leave, you leave that moment refreshed, full of faith. You're, you're positive. Amen? And now you're ready to go and give out again. Give out to your family. Give out at the office. Give out in your minute. Give out at church. Wherever it is. No matter how intense it gets before the Lord calls us away, there is no excuse for us to be wore out and weary. No, not if you're living full. Not if you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Not if you're spending adequate time with the Father. Amen? So in closing, I'm just reading this. Don't take time to turn there. But you know Isaiah 40, right? Isaiah 40 in the Amplified says, Have you not known, verse 28, Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint nor grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. You know God doesn't have to plug himself in at night. <laughs> he is the source of power. The source of life. Amen. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and the weary. To him who has no might, he increases strength, causing it to multiply, making it abound. The strength of God in our lives. You with me? Even youths shall faint and be weary, and select young men shall feebly stumble and fall exhausted. But those who wait upon the Lord. What does it mean to minister to someone? To wait upon them. To wait on them. To serve them. Hallelujah. Those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength uh, and their power. Really what that should say, I think, is it, a better way to say it would be an exchange. You come into His presence weak, weary. You've given out. Right? But now in His presence, you exchange your weakness for His strength. He'll take from you that depression and hopelessness, and He'll give you faith and confidence and hope. And expectation. Amen. 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 They shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun. They shall run and not faint. They shall run and not faint. Amen. They shall run and not faint. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to stand up tonight. It's 822. And so I just want to take the next eight minutes or so. and Let's practice. Let's just practice. Maybe my wife could come to the keyboard and just play something. Glory to God. But I want you to close your eyes. You can move around. The altars are open if you want to. Of course, you can have your eyes open for that. But what I want you to do, I want you to forget the, one, the, the person with you, around you. And just to create yourself an imaginary circle with only you and God in it. Shut out everyone else. Don't be thinking about them. And I want you to minister to the Lord. I'm going to minister to the Lord. I'll leave my mic on, but don't just follow me. I'm into my own little circle with me and God. And let's just take the next seven minutes and minister to our Father. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you, Father. I just love you so much. I worship you. I'm so glad to be your own.